Hello and welcome to the Life Untamed podcast, a podcast that celebrates the pursuit and creation of a life lived outside the lines, Life Untamed. I'm your host, Catherine Alfonso, and I'm so excited to explore with you and find out just what it takes to create a life filled with passion, purpose, and authenticity. A life fueled by connection and boundless curiosity. We'll hear stories from folks just like you, folks who chose to take the leap and dared to create a life that cannot and will not be tamed. Are you ready? Let's get after it. My corks, let's go. Cupid dog. Come here, friend. Come lay on the cacti. <laughs> They're gonna hear cacti like cacti carpet. <laughs> They're gonna hear him scraping his feet. Are you gonna leave us in? Yeah. Hey, friend. Hi, buddy. I missed you too. Love you. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Life Untamed podcast. I am here with my buddy. Brian Bear Butler. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited to bring him on the podcast and to share his brilliance with you guys. He is a friend of mine and my boyfriend Sage's for the past year. This is like literally our anniversary. Yeah. It's our friend anniversary. It's pretty dope. I haven't been able to really be around for one of those before. So. No way. Seriously, yeah. Well, the last I remembered you, like remembered your. Your friends, one little one, your friendship. I guess you don't. I don't remember last time. This is amazing. But that's because, you know, you create friendships. The last time we created some of those friendships was when we were really young. As yeah. adults, we don't create a lot but of friendships. I feel like we created a friendship as if we were just kids. So it's more <laughs> meaningful. It's because we played around a lot in the summertime. We just lived in the woods. It was awesome. We just lived in the woods. So basically, you know, all of what 2020 was for us, specifically in the summertime was living in the woods together as a forest fan. But Brian is a videographer. He's a talented photographer and just an awesome soul who has created a lot of momentum for himself and in the lives of even his friends. I would say he's created momentum for me and Sage. And I wanted to talk with him today about all the momentum the creating opportunities and his adaptability which I think he's super talented at and why don't you say hi to everybody listening hi everybody that's listening <laughs> hey that's a lot on my plate now dang yeah sorry no pressure no like I'm, I'm glad you said all that because it really makes me have to think even in deep you said it differently to me this time and now it really is making me like really think about oh my god <laughs> yeah we tried to do this episode <laughs> yesterday actually but it was such a funky day yeah that uh, it just didn't work out. And me being a noob, it had some audio issues. So we decided to scrap it and do it again for you guys, so. Yep, we, all, we both learned quite a bit yesterday. <laughs> and it was quite beautiful. <laughs> all right, tell them a little bit about right, so, who you are, what you do, what your life has been like the last year. All right, well, I'm, um, I'm Brian, I'm 34, I'm 5'10", I'm brown. <laughs> I'm brown. <laughs> we're, we're very similar uh, tons very, of oh, brown. Oh, we really are, look at that. <gasps> no one can see, but we can. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, honestly, since I was born, that's all I was meant to do was like to just do something, just something crazy. And yeah. that's I, my whole life's kind of always led that way. Um, but it really started like, quite frankly, probably... I thought about this again last night, like 10 or 11 years ago when I went on my first backpacking trip. 
mm. is when I actually like started to really realize the true potential of like, oh, I can drive across the country. It was my first time to the West was Montana. Whoa. Yeah. And like, I never even, I don't think I've ever talked about this too, which is kind of, no, this kinda is awesome. new for I, me too. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So this is really cool. But did that, I didn't even bring a sleeping bag. This is how noob I was. <laughs> I, brought, I think you might have told me a little bit about this. I brought that up for sure because I was probably hypothermic every single night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that lasted for eight days, but, you know, like, really hardened me up. <laughs> like, just living in the mountains with just a silk liner and, like, all the clothes you have on. And this just, sounds like a horrible it experience was and very, scarring. It was, it was the worst experience, but that's what led me back to the woods again. Okay. Because I learned so much about how tough I am and how resilient I was for those eight days with no sleeping bag. And I had to do push-ups and jumpy jacks just to stay warm. <laughs> to like, stop from freezing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really wild. And and that's what led me back into the woods again. Because that, was, that place will humble you. Mm. It'll let you know that you are nothing. And it doesn't care. Especially okay. with animals. Like, we were sleeping in grizzly country, black bear country, mountain lion country, and wolf country. What? No. Like... <laughs> You're insane. Yeah. I slept with a shotgun and bear maze. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't sleep for probably eight days. Like I would sleep during the during the midday when it was warm outside, not thirty degrees, freezing cold. But it humbled you and it yeah. taught you that you can be resilient. Oh yeah, and I had no idea I could. And that that's that was probably the biggest catalyst for living the way I live now because I would always try to find some kind of constructive struggle, if you will. I like that phrase. And use that to fuel me forward like farther than most people thought i could even go i like the phrase constructive struggle because it's like you know we are brought up to avoid pain and struggle right and to seek comfort and safety yes in any way possible now we have a need for it but we did ten thousand years ago when we were like trying Before to we survive in agriculture. Caves. Exactly. <laughs> that old part of us needs to go away, which is it's slowly happening with these conversations. Yeah. So we need to keep talking about this shit. Fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. So, Constructive struggle. I actually just came up with that. Yeah. That's the best randomly. part. Guys, this is why trademark that shit. I want to do this podcast because it's through these conversations that phrases and concepts like constructive struggle, which I'm positive is not wholly new on this earth, but it's a revelation to us right now, and it means that much more because we came upon it right now. Uh, but no, that's um, I apparently now that is my fuel is that, and you when I would label myself as a masochist instead, but really I was just being constructively I was constructively struggling because I was constructing my life in a manner of like a. I need to go, like when I was running up and down Tumlo for yeah. 10 days straight, I needed that struggle to ha- make my job easier running around the Grand Tetons and then a month later, the San Juans filming two hunts. Like That took so much effort, it was absolutely insane. Guys, just so that we kind of have a context for these places and these things that he's talking about, over the last, we'll even say just six months, Quite honestly, yeah. (laughs) Over the last six months, this dude, as a videographer, has had opportunities and seized opportunity to go on a goat. It was a goat calling um, that was brought on by the Grand Teton National Park. Right, because they are essentially an invasive species right now. Yes. And you, 
in the month before that or the couple months before that were unbeknownst to any of us he didn't have any idea that he would be going on such a grueling expedition and being a videographer on that goat culling he would punish himself up and down this butte in central oregon called tumalo with like a 1400 foot gain in just under two miles and he was trying to get it below some stupid number on Tra on strava <laughs> some Strava's, record someone else set. Strava's the devil. Strava is the devil Strava because makes it's, me do stupid things. Because it's the freaking carrot in front of you. God, it's insane. Yeah. But you did it. You smashed up that thing. I really my 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 personal goal was under an hour, mm. and I I did I think like just over fifty minutes or something. I love the way you talk about it because you say. I like spit my tongue. I spit my lungs out of my mouth like oh my for the first like three <laughs> times trying it. Uh, it sounded like I, I it sounded like I had COVID for just from running and huffing and puffing so hard because that that butte is so steep. Even just hiking it is fucking brutal. But weirdly, you had no idea what you were preparing yourself for. No, my intuition for some reason is like, hey, you need to start working out because you're a slob right now. So the last year has like drastically propelled this dude forward. At this time last year, we kind of touched on our anniversary of our friendship these weeks in February. Last year, this dude injected himself into my boyfriend Sage and I's life <laughs> through having some similar interests. We were vehicle dwellers. We, all three of us were, well, me and Brian, former Honda Element owners at this point, mm -hmm. But Brian and Sage, like, you know, there's a whole community of camper build element enthusiasts, Honda <laughs> Elements, this weird boxy Nerds. toaster car <laughs> brings random Some of the most intelligent together. people I've ever met in my life. It takes what a lot is that? to be willing to build what a camper in 74 square feet of space. These are engineers, practically. There's some really cool builds, like, man. Like, these people are really smart. I've been really impressed with what people have done with the builds, but it's incredible. that's really what brought this dude into our lives. And at that, at this time last year, you had no idea what this year was going to look like. Oh no. Oh no, no. And you were kind of in the beginning of creating that momentum. Yeah. Right? Because you were on your way to Yakima yeah. to build this relationship with, uh, Modern day sniper. Modern day sniper. Yeah. I want you to recount the story of the day you woke up and said, I'm going to fucking get a job. And you created that whole opportunity. Yeah. So I, I re-hit the road in my Honda Element December 1st. And I was practically running out of money by January 15th. And uh, woke up in my car in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> pretty depressed not like clinically because walmart parking lots will do that to you they kind of will they add to it for sure <laughs> they definitely add to it but like just you know just that that groggy like oh my life is just awesome kind of because i can travel but like i have no fucking money because yeah. and i'm now i'm trapped again like what the fuck just kind of like a disappointment almost and so i like for like just i promised myself to find a new client today and i was podcast editing that was that was my little remote hack I had because I have an audio engineering background. If this episode sounds amazing, it's because he totally helped me fix my settings. <laughs> okay. 
my continue. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just had enough. That was, that was my rock bottom. Like, I had a rock bottom before with other things, and now this money and business thing was my rock bottom again. And that's when I went into Upwork, and I got myself a new podcast client, Modern Day Sniper. And also, uh, and this is where, this is how you, um, so naturally, I could have just stopped there and had him as just a podcast client. Right. But from learning from my previous businesses that I've had, you need to let them know more about yourself uh, besides what you're offering them. Sure. And I let them know I did photo and video work on top of everything. And that was actually my, my goal was to become, I told them this, I'm like, I wanted to become a national graphic uh, photographer. And I actually kind of remember one of the responses. I think it was like, uh, something like, I think we can make something like that happen or whatever. I was like, oh my God, like... You're like, hold on. Yeah, I never heard people talk like this to me before, you know? And fast forward a little bit, I'm here in Bend to meet you guys. And it's just like immediate click. I'm like, these are my people. Like, these but are my... Fuck, I'm going this on this is, job thing. Yeah, I'm like, but I gotta go. <laughs> and that's been the theme of the summer with me too, which we'll get into. Which I think is, is kind of funny. But yeah, so I get to, I get to modern day sniper. I don't know these people. I don't know, they're strangers, you know, I have no idea who they are. And I lived with them for three months in his camper outside of his house. And the objective was to film his uh, basically online masterclass of how to shoot rifles really, really, really well. We're talking like... So you went up there to be a podcast editor. Yeah. And ended up shooting. Yeah, the podcast editing was going to be remote for me. Hmm. And... And then that's when I kind of let them know, like, hey, I do these things as well. And that's when they offered me the job to go video their coursework. And I was like, whoa, I've never even done that before. And he's like, neither have I. We'll figure it out. I'm like, fuck, this guy's cool. Yeah, you're like, yeah, exactly that's how my, I feel that's about my, everything. Yes, that's my person. Like, I will figure it out when we get there. Let's go. And, that's yeah. the, and he's a Marine. He's a recon sniper Marine. Like, he, of course he knows. Like, improvise, adapt, and overcome. Like, he... He's on that shit. That sounds you know? like such a military, like it, join the it, army poster. It so is. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, I'm there, and I'm there, and so speaking of momentum, oh, once segue. I was uh, kind of getting done with modern day sniper, there, uh, the guy knows some people. Let me tell you, because he's kind of he's kind of the dude in the sniper community, mm-hmm. and uh, he opened me up to um, American Rifle Company. That was actually a gigantic learning experience. And this is when I learned how to start saying no to jobs. Because that was not the folks you wanted to be working with? I thought he was. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's this mad scientist guy who's too smart for his own good that makes the most greatest rifles in the world. Hmm. He's basically, I call him the Elon Musk of rifles. <laughs> that being said, this guy, he doesn't really think about the other person as much. You know? Because he's just, he's this engineer and he's just in his own head, doing his own thing. He doesn't care about anyone else. I go and I film. Sometimes genius is like that. Seriously. So I go there to shoot YouTube videos basically for him. And he, cause he had some old like weird handheld thing and he called his neighbor to like, hey, hold the thing. Like, and like it no, looks so bad. And yeah. then he, when he came to Kalen's house, he saw me filming for him. He saw the work that he's like, oh shit. Like I need you to come film some YouTube videos. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool bro, let's go. Cause all you wanted to do was keep shooting. I just want to keep filming. I don't know what I wanted to film. I just wanted to make things. That's all I, that's all I really wanted to do. Right. And when I got there is when I realized uh, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> he wasn't prepared. You know, like he, he didn't know exactly what he wanted and like all these things. 
and I sent him like a list of like this is uh, the responses I need from you so we can make this work really well. Never responded. And then up to the uh, the day before I had to go there, he only gave me his address or whatever. And I was oh, like, no. yeah, I was like, dude, like, did you not think maybe where I was having to sit and wait? Because, you know, I live in my fucking car. Yeah. And, yeah, it was really hard. Like, I felt, I felt very little. I felt very stepped on, you know? Like, hmm. this guy's not respecting my time. Right. But that also woke me up like, oh, fuck, this guy's not respecting my time. Yeah, read it back again, yeah. Whoa, bro. And... So I, I wrapped up his, his shit. I edited it as quickly as I could, and I did it to the, my best ability. Yeah, just get to it off my plate. That and just you, the way I do one thing is how I do everything. So for me, it's like that that deep struggle again. This is that constructive struggle again of like, I have to do a good job even though this guy pisses me off. Oh. I have to. I don't have a choice because it's not about me. It's about him. It's his YouTube. It's his face. It's his brand. He's paying me all this money to do this thing. It's not about me anymore. You have to check the you at the door. So like with that momentum, I actually what and actually he didn't pay me for like six months too, by the way. <laughs> he didn't pay me for a while and I had to learn an insane amount of patience. This is the struggle of freelancing. Oh, it's miserable. And running your own business. Right. And that's where I learned another hard lesson was like like I would I would text him and call him and leave him emails like, hey, you need to pay me. I gave you your footage. You have to give me the rest of your money. Yeah. And he just never responded, never responded. And then luckily, Kalen, modern day sniper, that guy's got my fucking back, literally, because he called Ted and kind of cussed him out. Right, because that was the connection. Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing right there. Like, you know when you're working with someone, you know when you're connected. And me and Kalen and Cass are fucking connected. They got my back and I got their back. Yeah, these are the all two times. main owners of Modern Day Sniper. Yeah, and this is where I'm learning who, like, what vibes are. Obviously, we know what they are, but I was never really aware of that. Right. And when I got the tell, I was like, oh, this guy, I don't know who he is, but I don't want him near me. Like, that's it. That's the vibe. That, is, that means don't talk to that person that ever again. That really strong feeling of re- re- revulsion. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know what that Not means, but repulsed. it sounds really good. It's being but as far past that. <laughs> yeah. be, you know, to feel revolt. Maybe I am saying overnight. it wrong. Everyone fucking at me if I'm saying this that's, wrong. That's probably, that's another new word. That's like past, like, disgusted. That's just like past just all of like it. Just like, everything about that. get away from me. Get away from me. You're hurting but these me. You're are, not doing anything. These, you know, I talk about this in the last episode, is like that, those emotions and those immediate reactions to situations, people, that's your soul speaking to you and yeah. that's your soul guiding you right. so you were learning at that point mm-hmm. we're all in those learning phases where we yeah. go against that feeling because we're like ah whatever we i don't know what this is about let me just this is a job this is money this and is that's exactly why experience. i did I, I i had the scarcity mindset of money i was like oh no i need to grab every job i can the worst whether it destroys my soul or not but you stay trapped that way you really can you really 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 can i did that with my old auto mechanic business i'm still i'm still chained a little bit myself we all are in some way and it's usually with our own thoughts so once you can break that chain then (laughs) usually with our own thoughts this dude's been on a journey this year so he's worked with modern sniper he also has worked with recoil tv that's a which is another huge opportunity yeah that's so, another one where I'm learning a lot of boundaries. Cause this is a year of learning boundaries. Yeah, it really is, because they have so much work that I can't, like, I can't do it all. Like, 
the project again from last night. Like I'm finally almost done with it and it took three, four months. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's times where you just gotta be like, no, 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 no. So all these, ex all these opportunities and experiences that have like flowed through this one crazy year since the year that we first met, because these opportunities were barely existing no. when you and I first met. They weren't even created yet. They weren't even created yet. Talk to me a little bit about how you think that momentum was created. What did you do? What was your part? Were you, was momentum its own beast entirely? Or do you have a hand in creating momentum and creating those opportunities for yourself? I think with, like after my, my kind of big awakening in the Walmart parking lot is when I realized how I can create momentum by literally just thinking and hyping myself up. And problem solving and, re and just reverse engineering whatever it is I have to, to understand how the mechanics work in it, go back to the fundamentals, and then you can kind of almost cheat the system in a weird way. So if I wanted to get on the cover of National Geographic, what's the first steps, you know? Like, well, can you shoot a, can you run a camera? Right. You know what I mean? Like, the fundamentals. Can you take a nice photo? Can you tell a good story? Can you get out in the woods? Can you be out in the woods can you be out? for however exactly. long? Do you live somewhere where you can be in the woods? Do you, do you have to travel? Are you afraid of flying? Like, do you have a car to go drive somewhere? There are so many steps and so many things. And when you break down each and every little step to your goal, you realize how easy it is to actually obtain it. Each step is, it's what did we really say? crazy. The only way to eat an elephant. Oh, it's one, one bite, at, bite a at a time. That's it, yeah. It, it's almost like you, once you re realize that, you can kind of give anyone the answer as long as you keep asking them how so and why. each step creates momentum. Yeah. Literally everyone like what we're doing right now every word that's coming out of my mouth is creating momentum because I said so Because I said so because the universe responds that way That's what I want and I'm putting it out there like I want to create momentum I want people to like come up above like whatever they're struggling with and things like that if they're they don't have enough money It's like I can create an opportunity to give them money like Possibly hiring one of my friends today to be an editor. You know what I mean? Like I'm here like to help him luckily because I created this opportunity That's large enough for everyone else. Yeah, which is really cool What would you say are the three biggest things that propel you forward in your life? Naturally things that propel people are fear Resentment and sometimes shame So these are all negative things that people tend to hide or run away from or numb But you're saying these three things propel you forward they can, yeah. But that all starts to kind of shed away the more miles you put behind you. And then you just kind of start realizing, like, oh, keep doing what I'm doing with no fear. And now it's like, what is the new motivation now? Yeah. And now the motivation is to help others that are, I don't want to say struggling, but, like, like we can't do it everything by ourselves. I always thought I can do everything by myself mm. until I realized I need everyone else's help. And that's okay. You can take people's help. Like You only think you're by yourself when you think that you're separate from others. Ooh. Or that your experience <laughs> is completely separate. I feel like I've experienced enough about humanity to know we only think we're experiencing these things on our own, but the entire human experience is everything that we experience. And so we're never actually alone. Never. And so the things that we fear are the same fears others have. Yep. The things that we feel shame about people have experienced the same shame. So the same shame that we experience is the same shame that's been experienced throughout humanity. There's no yeah. new human experience. There really technically isn't. 
There's not. But doesn't um, that connect us all in, it, like, some it, ways it should, that should feel fucking good? I think that's why, like, we become attracted to each other because you live in your car, I live in my car, we speak the same language. Yeah. We're going down the rabbit hole, Brian. You steered away. You did. Realign me. You're the captain of the ship. Okay. Let's talk about your adaptability. This is something that I think that you have probably had your entire life just been a resilient and adaptable human being and that probably has everything to do with the upbringing you've had. Even just from moving from the city of Chicago to the suburbs, you know, I had to like quickly adapt to that and that was really, that was really weird and I always thought, you hear about like stories of people like switching schools and like, you know, they get all bullied and stuff like that, but I adapted, I guess, quick enough that that never really happened to me mm. as much. It definitely did, like, it for sure got bullied and stuff, but, you know, you just be a good person still, and people will come and, like, help you, and they'll be like, hey, like, leave this fucking guy alone. He's not doing anything wrong. Adaptability, I think, is probably essential. Yeah, because you're around so many different people. adopting this lifestyle. Right, because you have to talk, because you have to, like, be able to go hang in the woods and talk that language. You have to be able to go to Walmart and be polite. You have to be able to go all these places and be different people, like, of yourself, just to, just to, you're adapting constantly then. Like, you're... Everywhere you go, every new room you're in, you have to like weirdly adapt to that surrounding. Adaptability and momentum, are they connected? They feel linked. We can figure this what out. What I'm trying to say is, this at out. this moment, what I'm trying to say is that I think for you in particular, which is a really prime example of just a person who naturally is adaptable. Yeah. And because of that adaptability has been able to create momentum so hmm. what i'm trying to get at is i think what stops people from pursuing the things that they give two shits about is one fear and i talked about that in another podcast podcast episode and two people are waiting for momentum to just appear yeah no you have to hype yourself up that's what those motivational youtube videos are for you know <laughs> but it gets you only riled up for like 20 seconds and then you're just like well that requires work and then you you then you start being Eeyore again, and it's like you need so you, you get this motivation, and that motivation or and that mo and that motivation turns momentum, and then the momentum tosses you forward, which then I think then you need to start adapting to this new thing. Yeah. So it was like I created the momentum waking up in that Walmart uh, parking lot, and then going to Yakima, and then learning to adapt to it. Cause you I still had to do something. Right. Cause and I didn't hesitate. I just said yes to the thing instead of sitting on it and waiting. If I sat and waited. I probably would have chickened out, to be honest with you. I would have, I probably would have chickened out because it was that was too big of a commitment. And I cared more about whatever my path was, air quotes, when it was literally yelling at me like, no, this is your path. This is a big opportunity. Like, Fucking get off your ass right. and go to Yakima. And it's like, I almost didn't say yeah. It was like this, the weird like consciousness part of me was like, yeah, like just, you're not going to say no to this. Yes, this is yeah. it. Like it was literally the universe slapping me in the face. Like, go dude, like you're going to learn a lot you're gonna be you're gonna be terrified you're gonna have to adapt to everything every single day you're gonna be run ragged you're gonna be broke you're gonna have lots of money you're not gonna know what to do with it. and then you're gonna be like <laughs> you're broke again like it's just this endless cycle of, of constant change yeah and of ebb course. and flow always ebb and flow every it's it will never it'll never end and once you start seeing that pattern that's just what happens so you're always adapting and once you start losing the momentum is when you actually don't have to adapt anymore because then you're just kind of in your little... You're just like in the ocean and enjoying it. When you're adapting and moving forward, yeah, you're just fucking 
floating around, hanging out, you know, like <laughs> going with the flow, never minding where it'll lead. That's a really cool feeling, though. Yeah. There's a lot of surrender that happens with that, and I, I think fear is something that can hold us back. And speaking of holding us back, we can talk on limitations a little bit. That's a that's a favorite favorite one of mine. Um, Especially more recently. Oh, seriously, yeah. Like I've only kind of recently decided to remove that word from my vocabulary. From your vocabulary. Yeah, you know, because like that's all I ever did my whole life. That's why it took me this long to choose to be free. Dude, what did I say? I always say that I arrived late to my own fucking party. Yeah, and I said I think I said something along the lines of uh, you weren't ready yet, and now you are. Yeah. So I like to say this phrase a lot all the time because I just started in this whole vehicle dwelling thing, which I think has been not just vehicle dwelling, but I think this lifestyle and this sort of free spiritedness is something that I always wanted and was afraid to pursue because I didn't think I was deserving enough, strong enough, free enough to do it. And at 38, I think, is when I decided to actually pursue something that I really wanted to do, which was being a nomad, yeah. living in vehicles and being free of some of the expectations of normal society. Right. Right? So I, you know, I always say that I arrived late to my own party and that was because I limited myself. I limited myself, I allowed my fear to limit me. And so you did that for a really long time in your life. Oh God, yeah. Was vehicle dwelling a big step in like breaking those limitations it, it was uh literally the step it was the step yeah it, it, it definitely stemmed in all my careers you definitely noticed it like i, I could have my mechanic business i could have scaled the crap out of that thing and been a millionaire by now but i i was too scared of learning that big business but really it was just like i didn't want to deal with it and i would i would kind of lie to myself too be like you don't need to do this big business stuff it's just too much money you have to deal with taxes blah blah, blah. i would just lie to myself when now i understand how to run like a larger company and it's like oh i could have fucking done that in in a week in a week i could have had so it just wasn't what you cared that much about it's, yes exactly and and that was like another one of those kind of like aha moments like oh okay that's why i'm living myself because it's not my passion like that's not the thing yeah like i like i like fixing things and you know fixing cars was really fun i really enjoy it but like you know, after like 12 years, you're just kind of like, dude, I need something different. Like, I need a different tool in my hand, and that's when cameras came into play, and that limited thinking also kind of turned over to that, where I would, like, stop myself from taking a shot just because, like, ah, I'm not going to do anything with it anyway. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. then you, like, take off, and you're like, whatever. But then I found wildlife photography, and that's when I, that's when I truly felt unlimited, and I would go out in the woods all day long, and just, like, I'd bring my little sitting mat, I'd just sit in the woods, all day long <laughs> all day and just watch all these animals walk by me and just take their and take their photos and that was like that was just so much better than like staying home and which i would normally would have done but i found something i was i was very passionate about and mm-hmm. i wanted to be out there and with that like that also pushed me even further to do this van life thing i wasn't striving to be one of the only van lifers that was a wildlife photographer because most wildlife guys that are making money off of it they fly to Alaska for the bears and, and the Klondike and stuff and all those popular areas and people go down to Patagonia to do the mountain lions, you know, but like mm-hmm. who's going to the middle of Iowa to find a mountain lion in the cornrows, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something like crazy like that. And that's that was my mentality. I was like, I'm just going to go get shots here in America that are just so wacky you never thought they can happen. <laughs> like um, 
if you're listening to this, go to Google and type in Steve Winner's mountain lion Hollywood sign photo. That'll freaking blow your mind apart. Like, I'm going to have to look it up now. It's crazy. And I was like, I want to do shit like that. Damn, that was, that was my unlimited mentality was like, I can do all of this shit. That's crazy that it was like linked to the outdoors and to like wildlife. It's yeah, it is weird with the wildlife thing because you try to find the humanity in the animals. Anthropomorphizing. For the most part, yeah. Just mm -hmm. like because I would have like, especially with coyotes, they're so they're just like your dog. They have so many emotions and body language. Like I like you, I almost learn their language. It's kind of crazy. Um, Yours. But yeah, I, I became obsessed with like you know finding the humanity in these animals, basically. And watching them struggle and, like, just overcome the struggle. And I was like, fuck, I'm learning so much from this animal right now. So now, how do you view limitations? It's toxic. <laughs> it's toxic. But uh, there's a better word, too, though. It's called boundaries. But that's when you are, have the ball in that's your court. That's when you impose your limitation. So, yeah. when so when Honest you, is a, I don't like the word limitation. But, like, when you have, the like, an unlimited mindset, then you need to set boundaries. Because now, cause now you have to put a fence around your own self now, which is kind of weird. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll just be limitless, and we can't have that. Yeah, because, like, oh, my God. <laughs> just kidding. No, it, makes, it makes sense. So, like, you, you can't, like, really think you're unlimited because then, then you start straying away into the, into the fucked up part, you know, the dark side, if you will. I mean, that's, and that's why boundaries are that kind of the aligner. Maybe we need boundaries to keep us connected to our humanness. You have to get over that wall of limitation first before you can have boundaries. Hmm. I like that. Oh, dude. Why did you choose vehicle dwelling? Was it it was for the na it was for the wildlife photography capabilities? It, it was that and I was poor. And you were poor. <laughs> I could only afford a Honda Element. A no. means to an end. Yeah, I sold my truck, I sold my boat, I sold my camper. I would have sold my house, but my brother still lives there. You know, like I got rid of so much shit and I was like, I don't need any of this crap because Why? Because Why I'm, did you do it? Because I that's just I'm holding on to the past. There's no reason to in the past because I'm in the present at all times. And what I need right now is just a tank of gas, my Honda Element, and my camera. That's a beautiful life when you, like, boil things down to those three simple necessities. Yeah, like, literally, I can't think of what more possibly except for, obviously, clothes. Obviously, and, clothes and food. And, and, like, a computer to edit. But and like, people. You really motherfucking need people. You need people. I've definitely been, like, alone, alone. And it's, like, I can I can do it. I can be fine completely alone. I did it for a, a while, <laughs> like actually, it's not hard, but once you find good ass people, you kind of crave it. You're like, damn, I want to be around this good ass person again because they make me feel fucking good. You seem to bring together rad fucking people. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> How do you do that? I don't know what I'm doing. You're a wizard. I'm just being, man. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Do oh. you think that what draws you to people is little reflections of either your past or your current self? Oh my god, I see myself in, in many people. And it's not like that I'm like further ahead of them or anything. It's just... You recognize uh, something. Yeah, man. You see, you see... Because people recognize that in me, and I started believing in that all of a sudden. Like, I've had mentors that were like, oh, this kid's got something. I'm going to, like, try to really take care of this. And, and once I realized how real that is, like, I started to believe it. And that's when, like, I thought of, of Sage, because he, he talked about how much he loves shooting and editing and doing all these things, and... I was like, well, dude, I, I got this crazy job at Tiny Home Tours all of a sudden. When This was only in August. Like, yeah. It's not even that long ago. And 
And now he's the head editor in charge of hiring other editors. Like, what, dude? We get to work together. He's pretty grossly, annoyingly talented at editing. He made me literally want to quit the other day. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I tried I was, to tell him I was that actually and he didn't believe me when I said it. I was literally salty about it. I was like, oh, no, I'm feeling feelings again. No! I was like, then he showed me where I wasn't free. And it was because I was limiting myself. Even though I thought I felt unlimited, I was still limiting myself. And honestly, I like you the edit that so you created deep. out of that footage. Yeah, but see, I was comparing myself. That's why I didn't like it, uh, unfortunately. But then I woke up, and I was like, all right, this is fun. not bad, Brian. Come on. Why are you limiting yourself, Brian? I know. And then, of course, we put it on Instagram for validation, so. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's fun, though, because, like, people see that, and they, they get inspired to want to, like, do something more. Yeah. Which is really cool. And it's, it's very powerful, like, what you can post on there and the things you can say. You can really, you can really turn someone's life around just by one post. And that's what, like, really, really, really just makes me want to make these, like, reels I've been making. Like, mm -hmm. waking up in the morning with nice music, making coffee, and, like, using friends' music, and, like, putting them on the spotlight as well. Like, hey, look, like, this dude made this music. How freaking cool is that? And I'm putting it on my video. That's even cooler. That's two human beings creating something and making this energy for someone to watch and be like, holy fuck, I want to make coffee like that with soothing music. It's like a 10 minute meditation almost. You know what? I realized that I put a limit on this podcast episode. Just in you talking right now. Oh man. But I put a limit on the the subject matter of this podcast. Did you? I tried to put the limit of only talking about momentum and adaptability. When really what we're learning about you right now is that you are a type of connector. I am still having a hard time believing that, but I am understanding it more and more. You're a connector. You connect people with each other because I think you do recognize pieces of your past self and your current self and your very near future self. Yeah. And I think you're very open to that. And I think that's what allows you to connect other people to opportunities, just yeah. like you connect yourself to your opportunities. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> you really made me realize some things. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you made me realize too, like how, how it can go negative though. It can. Like if I'm not careful, like I can fuck up someone's life. I think it's important that we all realize that we're all powerful in that way. And this is why you need to look at both sides of this, of every coin possible. You have to be very aware of... Yeah, I'm doing good things, but I can also do bad things. Do you see you're, that's a, that you are striking connections? You know where those connections are. Yeah, but And you follow really, those connections. Right, but see, now, th now this is also the, the power of letting go. Because you, when you make these connections with people, if, you, if you're doing it because you're, cause you know you're going to get a job, you're probably not going to get a job. But if you genuinely connect with someone because you like what they're doing and they give you value, mm. and then you forget and you create and then you, value. And you don't even know, you don't even know what they can offer you yet, but you be a good person to them, you're going to be the first person they think of when there's an offer. Have we told you that like, since you've become our friend that we talk about you like, dude, Brian's such a, Brian's such a good dude. Brian's <laughs> such a fucking good dude. Like what did we do to deserve this dude? So he created this whole um, opportunity for expansion for me and Sage. Right now, Brian is living and traveling and shooting in a converted mini school bus for Tiny Home Tours. 
You got Sage working as an editor for tour videos, and now Sage is the head editor. Yeah. Dude in charge of editors and like hiring editors. Sage is also a, a very talented videographer and will be shooting as well. But we now have the same opportunity that you have mm -hmm. to live and travel in a converted mini school bus mm -hmm. and kind of take this show on the road and see how far we can take it. Bro, I really think that you don't understand the influence you have on people and the way that like you creating connections like doesn't just expand you, it's massively influential in other people. You've created expansion for me and Sage You've created expansion for Meg and Ben oh in God, certain yeah. ways. You've created expansion for Sarah, another friend of ours who was a Ben local, is now creating and running her business fully on the road. Yeah. I and you know what, oh, man. What are you on this earthly plane to do? I can apparently connect. <laughs> Leading questions. It's a sign of a good podcaster. What do you think? What feels like the thing that you were put on this earth to do? Let people know that um, that we all we all struggle, we all come from the same place, and that you don't need to struggle. You can you can shed all that away and be just completely free to feel and do whatever you want. To live your untamed life. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> With zero my limitations. My life is literally untamed. In an ocean of momentum and opportunity, yeah. being resilient and adaptable, yeah. and fucking partying. <laughs> in yeah, the middle I of love it partying. All. Partying's fun. Well, not partying in that way, just oh. like enjoying it. I mean, I'll, I'll do both. What are your words of advice for listeners who are struggling with seizing momentum, with limiting beliefs? What are your words of advice for people to create and live their best untamed life? All right, so I've been saying a lot lately that you should only be doing what you like or love, not what you need, want, or have. Like, So it's breaking that. Yeah, like when you need something, you don't really love or like it because you need it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, And then there's there's want, you know, like, yeah, cool, I want some water, you know, but like, you know, when you go backpacking, you're like, I would mm. fucking love some water right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We'll do anything for that water. So once you start finding, like, what you really like to do, it's just going to be, you're going to be, have this unquenchable thirst. For, like that. you, that's what you're going to end up, that's what, that's how I feel. I feel like this can't be satiated completely at all. Just like when you're dying, start, like, a, when you just need fucking water and you have it, you're like, oh my God, yes. But like, it, but you imagine not being quenched by it. Like that's how mm -hmm. I feel, and that's what you need to feel if you really want to like fucking bust through walls and whatever career you're getting into. It's not easy. It's not for everyone. Everyone has a different level of it. I'm not going to be Elon Musk. I'm not going to be Jeff Bezos. Can you imagine what's going on in their minds? How, I don't want how it right thirsty now. and hungry they are. It's crazy. I'm exhausted already. It's, Today's been a day. It's absolutely insane. There's levels to it, and whatever level you're on is the correct level. Because it doesn't matter because no one else is on that level. You're the only person on your own level. So live that shit. Like, so a bit of grace. You are where you are. You yeah. are who you are. Right. Just fucking chase what you love and you like. That's all you have to do. If you're finding yourself needing to go to work, then you need to find a job that you like. And then when you find that job that you like, you'll eventually find the thing find that you love. Find what you love. love. 
Yeah, that's I like that. A good ending. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you pulled some on me. Damn, you're good. Guys, this has been an awesome winding journey, just like this dude's life, just like all our lives. But yeah. you now know my amazing friend, Brian Bear Butler, because it's <laughs> three names, all one word, always, Brian Bear Butler. You can find him on where can people find you? Instagram. On um, Instagram is main is his main playground. Yeah. And that is at where's the schoolie. W H E R E S. Yes. The schoolie. The schoolie with a K S K double O L L I E whatever. Yeah. I'm or just type in Brian Bear Butler. <laughs> Brian Bear Butler. Either one. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for redoing this with me. <laughs> this one's way better. I feel like this one's way better, but also more winding. But it's okay. I'm going to pull something amazing out yeah. for you guys. Just have trust. Trust. I totally trust you. We have trust. We have faith Wait, in There's way other. more value in this one than yesterday's. I feel so much better about it. Feed yourselves well. Yeah. Don't fucking limit yourself. Do only what you love, and it'll all be fine, because Brian Bear Butler said so. <laughs> Bro, no liability. <laughs> thank you so much for being on this with me. Anytime. That's going to be so loud. Good. Uh, I can't wait to edit this <laughs> and for you to hear it. Sweet. Guys, this is Brian Bear Butler. This is the Life Untamed podcast. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. Peace out. See you later. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this episode of the Life Untamed podcast. I really, really appreciate the time you take to listen. And if you found value, if you loved what we were talking about in this episode, please do head over to your streaming site, leave us a review, subscribe if you like, send it with all the friends, especially if you found something meaningful. I would love to know that these messages are getting out to the people who need them the most. And if I don't know those people, you might. So for sure, send it over. Thanks again. Hope to see you in the next episode.